Hello, everyone. I have some surprises for you today. But first, Grandma called and asked me to tell everyone that she has two sweaters she'd like to get rid of. One is orange with shoulder pads and has a small hole in the left armpit, uh, slightly brown on the bottom. Could be muck from the flood. Could be, uh, something else. Circa 1982. The other is a fair isle print. I'm not really sure what it looks like, but it sounds vacation-y. Grandma says she bought it for $3 at JCPenney, but it itches her and aggravates her eczema. And the return window has passed by some years. Someone better take them, or I have a feeling someone will be very sorry come Secret Santa time. I love you, Grandma. Oh, and if you want them mailed, you have to pay for the postage. Grandma isn't running a charity. And you know, it wouldn't kill you to call her once in a while. God knows how long she has left, and how many more sweaters she'll live to buy. Well. Mom says everyone's really interested in what my life is like out here. Especially what my apartment looks like. Or maybe she's just being nice again. Or sarcastic. But I thought I'd email everyone with some photos of my apartment. For those of you who still refuse to open any images sent via email because you think they're viruses, and I know there's some kind of sect of you on my dad's side, I thought I'd do my best to describe it. But then I thought, why not bring in an objective third party? Dakota's been there twice. She helped me bake a turkey the previous tenant left in the freezer, and she came over again to help me finish some pudding that was about to go bad, and helped herself to some of my roommate's beers. Um... Right, well, it's not your typical bachelor pad. For those of you who don't know, Joe shares a two-bedroom with his 37-year-old roommate, Colin. Colin works as some sort of a technician at NBC Universal, and Colin's really into medicinal stuff. Not that Joe would ever partake, or there was anything in that pudding. But there are bongs all over the living room, and pretty much nothing else. Just in case you need a toke on the go and don't feel like moving two feet because you've already had several tokes on the go, no other furniture except for a really old, kind of yellowing Abbey Road poster that may be burned into the wall. Colin, from what I can tell, sleeps on two chairs and a milk crate in some ungodly combination. He has nothing else in his room except for a dead cactus. Joe's a little neater, more human. Uh, neither of the bedrooms have windows. Colin just lives completely in the dark, which is why there's some confusion about what or who is in there. I'm sure that's true even for him. But Joe has one of those $9 floor lamps. Uh, he has a regular twin bed, uses Superman or Spider-Man sheets so that he's not appear biased to either Marvel or DC. And he made a desk out of a plank of wood and some moose antlers he got for helping a man in a toga move. He was expecting money, but I wouldn't accept money from wherever someone in a toga keeps it. Floor's kind of filthy. Little greens are all for your feet when you walk around. He assured me that he sweeps regularly, but I think this might technically be the garden. Just kind of walled off with sheetrock. I keep my shoes on when I'm here. He also has an armoire that I think he got from a building that burned down. I say this because it's clearly been on fire. But in true bachelor fashion, Joe has a huge flat screen TV that he can see from his bed. We've never actually watched it while I was here because I'm way too entertaining.
Actually, that's a plastic display model Radio Shack had in the window. They were throwing it out, and one of the salespeople let me keep it. It's so I know what I'm aspiring to. And why I'm eating ramen. Oh. For those of you who couldn't figure out that that was sad, let me make it explicit. His home is sad. For various reasons. Uh, thank you, Dakota. So now you know what my awesome bachelor pad looks like. Okay. On to my first surprise, a clip from this morning's show. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us for the Fearsome Morning Hour. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about animal testing with Humane Society spokesperson and founder of Happy Bunny Cruelty-Free Cosmetics, Jane Stanley. We're happy you're here with us today, Jane. Oh, delighted to be here, Allison. So tell us, where'd you get the inspiration for your new cosmetics line? I've adopted six blind bunnies who were rescued from makeup testing. I love them dearly, and it just breaks my heart what's happened to them. I'm sorry, Jane, but I have to interrupt. I can't hold it in any longer. There are some surprise guests I've brought on the show for you today. Really? Joe, please bring out the box. Hey, that's me! Thanks, Joe. Now, personally, makeup, I'm wearing it, but I'm not a huge fan of talking about it. So, let's make the discussion interesting by chatting with some bunnies! Please welcome to the show, Scuttles, Hopples, and Buckles. Now, Jane, if you could hold Scuttles in your lap, and I'll let Hopples on the stage to play with the audience. Be kind, don't put any lipstick on him. And one for you, Allison. This is Buckles. I like to stroke him and say, Buckles the Bunny, because it's alliterative. Bradley! You were told no more live animals on the show. Now, Scuttles, do you like to wear lipstick? No, rabbits don't like lipstick, especially when it burns their lips. <gasps> Not even lip gloss? No, when I tasted it, it gave me explosive bunny poops. How cute. What else don't you like? Eyeshadow, because I think I'm beautiful just the way I am. Scuttles, you are beautiful just the way you are. It's the media telling rabbits they have to wear makeup to be beautiful. Truly a tragedy if there ever was one. Bradley, let's get Joe to take the rabbits away. Joe? Jane came here to talk about her cosmetics line, give some makeovers, and take everyone's mind off of Justin Bieber vomiting cookie dough into the audience and stealing Martha Stewart's shoes. Allison, you're scaring Buckles. Look, he's shaking. And he's my buddy. I can't believe this. You're insulting our guest. Al, I don't understand. The audience loves this. Bradley, you're completely ignoring our guest. It's disrespectful. We have an educated person about to make an empirically based argument. Think about how many people we can influence to make informed decisions. And you won't sit through that because you can't stand not being the center of attention for 30 seconds? Wasn't empirically on the list of words the producers asked you not to use? Besides, everyone knows emotional arguments work better. What? Like telling the producers that you're frightened so you need a lookout whenever you use the bathroom in your own home? More like emotional problems. I have three children, a BA, and a PhD over your high school diploma that you made in Microsoft Word, yet you get more help and money than I do. So that's what this is about? Your education level obviously means you should be able to do more with less. You're ridiculous! If you were watching this morning and are wondering why you missed most of that, it's because they cut the commercial just before Allison started to lose it. So that was surprise number one. Before I move on, Dakota wants to talk about her new self-released album. Hello everyone. 
Joe estimates that over 9,000 people listen to his podcast. I have no way of checking that figure, so I'm going to take it uncritically at face value because I'm an optimist, at least when it benefits me. Here's the deal. My new self-produced, sort of self-authored, self-recorded, I use my webcam microphone, album is now available. It's called Pancakes on the Floor. Because that's a situation I end up with a lot when I'm drinking. Several consecutive nightcaps have laid the pancakes on the floor. I didn't write any new songs, and it caused too much to cover current ones, so it's a lot of public domain songs and parodies. You can enjoy new twists on such classic hits as Yankee Doodle Dandy, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, Boils, that's a parody of Royals. I think you'll like that one. Well, I don't know you, but the original song was popular. The ABCs, House of the Rising Nun, Cotton Eye Ho, that one's explicit. Good King Wenceslas, Jingle Bells, or at least I hope that one's public domain, and several more. I predict I'll have about one-fifth the sales of other albums, so each song is $5. 0.1% of that money will go to cancer research. Not because I will donate it, but because, statistically, 0.1% of all money goes to cancer research? 1.7% will go to the U.S. military, so fund our troops today and download Pancakes on the Floor. Pancakes on the Floor! Pancakes on the Floor! Grab your fork and grab your seer! Pancakes on the Floor! Thanks so much, Dakota. On to surprise number two. When I told my boss that I was podcasting to my family, he was fascinated. It's been historically difficult for him to hold the East Coast demographic, so he's here to appreciate his fan base. Hello. Delighted to be speaking with you all. This is the real Bradley Cameron Lynn. The only one. 14th sexiest man alive, three years running, owner of a Pomeranian, two dachshunds, and an Irish setter. Just in case you doubt me, Joe is taking pictures of this and putting them on my blog later. I'll also be giving him clippings of my fingernails and a lock of my hair. Pubic, I can't spare any more from the head, to mail to each of you to DNA test at your leisure. You'll have to pay for your own DNA tests. The studio won't let me give out any more. Bradley, what's your take on the clip I just played? Well, I think I might sound better on TV than in person. My voice just booms. I've been asking the producers to fire Allison for years and replace her with bunnies. It's not anything against Allison, really, but her constant intellectualizing and general bringing everyone down by talking about the news, the sad stuff. I say it's been driving viewers away for years. Every Friday we get one guest of our choice. Allison and I rotate, and she always picks someone lame, like her podiatrist or personal statistician, probably out of a need to give everyone life advice. I sometimes invite my plumber because he's funny. He has actual chronic plumber's crack because he was born with a condition where his butt starts extra high. We play a game where audience members toss pennies at it while he fixes the sink. I've had that homeless guy who plays a guitar with no strings. I've had the guy from YouTube who made French toast that looked like Mickey Mouse and he set his sleeve on fire. I just think she should be somewhere ratings don't matter, like CNN, a place where viewers want to hear from the host gastroenterologist. Life's too short, and mornings are even shorter, so we should spend them watching someone bake delicious cakes, or listen to a pack of dogs who can bark jingle bells. There are some dogs who can really do that. 
So I've been asking our executive producer, Charles, to have her set out a few episodes and just have me talk to bunnies, you know, to pilot that. And he's refused, so I decided to just surprise everyone and give it a try on my own. You saw how the audience reacted. They just loved Little Scuttles. Uh, were there any repercussions? Have I been fired for bringing them onto the show? Joe, you're new, but every once in a while I do something I didn't clear with anyone that excites the audience but upsets Allison. Like that time I met a retired circus knife thrower in the bathroom at Arby's and I had him come on the show to throw knives at Allison. The producers just gave me a talking to, asked me not to do it again, and all's well. They gave me a little slap on the wrist because Allison was scared and bleeding. Wouldn't be fair to her if they didn't, but they secretly appreciate the spice I bring. The loss of the pipe organ in my dressing room was worth it. So, the same thing happened this time? Not exactly. The bunnies were a total hit. Such a hit that the producers were willing to make our show into the bunny hour, but Allison and I would both have to go. They were tempted because they would have to pay the bunnies a lot less, and plenty of people might tune in after seeing the bunny hour thinking it was Playboy bunnies, thus bringing the ratings up at least temporarily, but I reminded them that there were plenty of other networks, websites, and YouTube channels that filled the need to watch bunnies frolic, and only one 14th sexiest man alive, so we do not need any bunnies on our show except sometimes. Oh, by the way, can you mail these? I'm filing for trademarks on the words, uh, show, fearsome, morning, sock, coffee, hepatitis, and brewski. That last one is what I call my coffee, and according to what I've heard from your podcast so far, you owe me five dollars. Oh, uh, right. Here. Oh, you're on the skew in 40 minutes. You've got to get going. Oh, yes, I'm going to use this at the vending machine. Oh, right. Thank you all very much for having me, Joe. These are for you to distribute at your discretion. By the way, Joe's grandma, I'll uh, take that first sweater, the one with the substance on it. That sort of thing is in these days. Wow, there you have it, Bradley Cameron Lind. So smart and edgy. He can predict the future of television. Even with his own job on the line, he knows we must fear it and embrace it at the same time. Watch the fearsome morning hour while you still can, because eventually, everyone's preference will be just to watch a bunch of bunny videos on YouTube. And who can make money off of that? Uh, besides the carrot farmers, and the bunny groomers, and possibly unionized bunny performers. Well, I'm off to lunch now. I've made good friends with one of the senior janitors, and he's going to tell me about all the weird stuff he gets to clean. Important to understand all aspects of the business. Until next time, family. The Fearsome Morning Podcast was recorded in front of a live studio audience. And by live studio audience, I mean my cat. You should meet him. He's really supportive. Joe was voiced by Thomas Joseph. Allison was voiced by Melissa Zinger. And Dakota was voiced by Rachel Bernstein. Writing credits include, but are not limited to, Sam Barbro and Andrew Trisky. To view the exact same information, visit us at fearsomemorning.com.